What the hell is even that? People, 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 welcome back to Live from the 715. I am your host, Big Daddy, along with my co-host, Hollow. We're sitting in our basement, my basement. <laughs> We're sitting in our basement. Well, our oh. studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just hung some cop lights from the ceiling so we can signal touchdowns when we watch the Packer game here on Sunday morning. It's Friday night currently. I'm having a ginger ale, and uh, Hollow's having a bubbler. I'm having the triple berry breezer. Sounds a little bit fruity. Get it? Double entendre. Anywho, uh, yeah, I had a headache all day today because last night one of our friends had a birthday, and uh, she turned 40, and I had four drinks. And those four drinks put me into the fucking splitting headache category this morning while I was sitting at work. Because I haven't drank in three weeks. So, uh, thanks a lot, Amanda. Ugh. Yeah, you're only a week in. A week in for Silver October. Well, just, but I started two weeks before October. Yeah. Because so, I knew so I was going to have like three cheat days. So, does that mean that you can quit early? No. Oh. It's just, we figured for every cheat day we were going to take, it means we have to have at least three. Three days to a week for every cheat day. Okay. So that's why I started three weeks early, just in case I had more than three cheat days planned. But yeah. So far, I've used two of them, one more for our supper club, and that's it until Halloween weekend. But I'm on call Halloween weekend, so I probably won't drink. Amateur night anyway. Yeah. I'll go out and stare at any chicks with big hooters. <laughs> Let me but, guess. Uh, you're a nurse. Oh, take my temperature. Um, oh. But yeah, it was fun. <laughs> last night it was, you know, because I'm like, all right, I'll come out and buy you a drink. And then I brought a bubbler to the bar and our faithful bartender mixed me a vodka and bubbler. Yep. So I could at least keep on track with the keto carnivore or ketovore as it's known. Is that what they call it? Yeah, when you mix oh. in keto stuff with... So you're not strict carnivore. Strict carnivore is strict fucking carnivore, meaning here's what you eat. Meat and salt. That's it. <laughs> Coffee and water. That's it. You know? Um, I, I, you can sort of cheat with, like, bubblers and because they don't have sugar, but they also don't have those, like, shitty artificial sweeteners like sucralose or aspartame. But diet sodas do and all that. So to be strict carnivore is fucking the hardest thing possible that's why so many people are like i'll go keto which is just no sugar and 90 percent of your diet is meat yeah which is what i'm doing i'm down like six pounds good for you but we did (laughs) we went to the wedding yes and then we just had our zako sportsman's banquet which we have to give our review on that (laughs) yeah we'll do that that too but going back to last night so i'm like oh i'll come out for a couple hours and of course, they buy shots, so I have one shot, and I'm like, that's no more shots for me. And uh, I'm playing songs on the jukebox, because I'm like, all right, pick a couple songs, and she did, and then uh, she's like, you always play good music, just play music. So I'm scrolling through songs, and there are thousands, tens of thousands even, songs about heartbreak, but there's only one song about moving to the country and eating a lot of peaches. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I was going through my 90s mix and Peaches by 
presidents of the United States of America was on there. And I'm like, I'm playing that. And as I'm thinking of the lyrics, I'm like, that's probably the only song ever <laughs> talking about eating fruit in the country as the main when plot say, of your song. When they say the part, peaches come from a can, they were put there by a man from a man somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in a factory somewhere. Yep, in a factory downtown. Yeah. And if um, I had my little way, I eat peaches every day. Yep. Yeah. Oh, For God. all you youngins out there, uh, presidents of the United States of America had a couple albums in the late 90s. The alternative 90s. Yeah, alt-rock 90s. Yep. Um, one of my favorites. But that might have been the first. I bought it on cassette from Kmart in Shano. Did you get <laughs> yourself an Icy then, too? Oh, they always had... They had the Icy right yep. after the, the counters. I see what you did there. I see. Yeah, <laughs> like the, uh, you know, out east, they got Slurpees at the 7-Eleven, and uh, in the Midwest, we got Icy's with <laughs> a polar bear. Yeah, after you get and, your blue light special and your yeah. Joe Boxers boxers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I bought uh, on cassette, I think it was my first like rock album that I bought with my own money. Because uh, otherwise, I, my parents would go to flea markets, and you'd get like, I remember buying like Metallica, ACDC cassettes, yep. Red Hot Chili Peppers, all that. But like a brand new album that came out, my first one that I ever bought was that first President's United States of America album, uh, and every song on there is a banger. I fucking love is it that really? album. Yeah. Oh, I lump. Peaches? Lump, yes. Um, but I just know that there was just like lump and peaches that I could remember. Uh, no, no, no. There's, they're all, all the titles are weird because the '90s, yeah, grunge scene was full of acid and bad well, that decisions. Was, that was even like the band Some Forty One. They had like a song I that remember. was way later. That was I know, ska bullshit. I know, but I mean, they had a song called Fat Lip. Yeah, that had nothing to do <laughs> with fighting or. No. Eating pussy or anything like no, that. No, it was about skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. At least Avril Lavigne at least talked about a skater boy. Yeah. Ugh. Anywho, so I was playing songs, and I left at like 11.30. I thought I was good. I drank some water when I got home, watched an episode of Twilight Zone, and then uh, fell asleep, and I got up at like 2 o'clock. I'm like, oh, fuck, I feel horrible. Really? So I drank some more water, took a piss, went back to bed, and then my alarm started going off for work. And I'm like, holy fuck, this sucks. And all day through work, I was just tired because I slept like shit. And so I don't know if alcohol took that much of a toll on me for being, like, abstinent from it for three weeks. So what do you got going over there? What are you What, are you what was that up? about? Well, you're looking up porn. You can't be doing that. I'm actually kind of what the hell was is that? that Chasing Lane, cool, good, good choice. Anyway, I played that last night by Bloodhound Gang, the Ballad of Chasing Lane. Yeah. Um, but speaking of birthdays, we gotta give our buddy, a fellow uh, Supper Club Gentleman Society member, Dino, who comes to our uh, Supper Club visits once in a while. It was his birthday this week. Yes, so. it was. Happy birthday, Dino! If you see him out, buy him. Buy him a bush light. Happy birthday, Dino. Hey. Well, that was a weird take on Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Happy birthday. I was trying to speak in Dino. <laughs> you got to speak I a little do. slow. It's, yeah, it's, it's my it's birthday. It's turtle talk. It, 
<laughs> he should have his own podcast called Turtle Talk. It would be. It could literally It'd be, be like him, four like four hours long. So, or no, he should just be in the tractor, like talking to himself. Do you think it was a good chance that maybe you shouldn't have been up in the second story during the hurricane? Well, you're going way too fast. <laughs> way yeah, too it fast. is. Yeah. But yeah, Dito, happy birthday. Yeah. Good on you. Now our next birthday will be Roberts. Oh yes, November. that's gonna go. And I already know. I've, there's only two of them to go to in Peshtigo, and one's called Embers 1871, or yeah, Embers 1871. But it's more of a wedding banquet hall, like Romy's in Nightingale. Yep. yep. But they do serve, like, was that you? That was it's the chair. Oh, okay. I was like, is there a mouse down here? Um, must be a big fucking mouse. Uh, they're more of like a banquet hall, but they do do uh, you know, specialties. But yes. they're outrageous on the prices. Are they really? I looked online and it's like, uh, New York strip steak was forty two dollars. <laughs> I'm like, are you? Do I get a hand job with that? Oh, you, the get salad a, bar? you get a ZJ. Oh, yeah. There's no salad bar either. Oh. But there's a very famous one that's very close to where Ember is called Brown's Corner. It's a old school looking place. That's the place. kind I like. Yeah. It's an older school place, but it's really famous too. So it's going to be, and they have like famous specials, but you have to, that's one of those places where you should go early because they run out of shit and they're only open for like four hours. So probably like four to eight. Yeah. What are you looking at? It sounds like somebody walked in upstairs. I don't hear anything. Like Robert. Anyway. It sounded like my door opened really quietly. Dino's here. No. He's heavy, heavy footed. Anyway, Robert's the only one who would do some stupid shit like that. Yeah, but you did have the light on and I saw you have toilet paper somewhat on your uh, pine tree. Yeah. Maybe it's a bunch of high school kids looking for beer. Walking into my house, breaking and entering, they get a 357 to the fucking face real quick. Watch out. I'm just thinking, maybe it's the people looking for their lost cat. No. That cat's dead. Fucking give up. So I got to tell you this. Yeah, I got I just, just got to tell you this fast. <laughs> so anyway, it's not that cat, but anyway. Tell this first because you didn't say it on the last podcast. Okay, so anyway, I get here to big... I get here to Big Daddy's house, and I come through the front door. And at the door of the of his front door is, uh, with blue tape, a lost cat uh, poster. poster. And there's a reward for it, too. I was looking around the house for it. <laughs> like, but, outside of the house. I didn't kidnap it. But I get here, and I'm like, yeah. Answers to I'm Frankie? Like, yeah. <laughs> I go, yeah. Lost pussy in the area, yep. so I decided to tape it on his beam downstairs, and I'm going to leave it there. One of those support beams. Yeah, so I'm going to leave so that for there. Someday when people come over, maybe they'll see uh, <laughs> this black and white cat roaming around on their way home. But uh, it's been missing for a week or two weeks, more than that. Yeah, almost a month now. So I'm pretty sure the coyotes got it, bud. But because uh, they said the last time it was seen was Founder's Day, running down the alley between. Rotter's Garage and Hungry Bear. That's what I'm kind of wondering at first. But anyway, this evening, I uh, that alley between Rotter's and then the parking lot, Yeah, there was a black cat just walking, okay? Yeah. And it wasn't like 
walking like it was terrified or like it was a feral cat. Yeah. It was walking. There were people walking. Uh, there was two people that were walking uh, a, a baby in a stroller. Yeah. No. And the cat started just like following them like it was their pet. Oh. And all of a sudden they stopped and it like was purring right up to it. And then they like picked it up. They pet it. And then they let it back, down. It back down. Yeah. And then well, all of a sudden, get that reward, boy. And then any, but the thing was, it's all black. That one's not all black. It's a black and white you one. You better investigate closer. But anyway, I thought to myself, shit. We could spray paint cat. it, right? Get some white spray paint, well, spray its chest and its right foot. <laughs> yeah. What movie was that where they act, where they did that that one time? There was a movie where it was like a, a lost pet or whatever, and it was a reward, and so they decided. They killed the other, the cat. They killed the other cat, so they decided to spray paint the other one to try to get the reward. <laughs> Sounds like a shitty comedy, but I can't remember it. Yeah, I forgot what it was. <laughs> anyway, so he grabs this wanted poster yeah. <laughs> and puts it down in my basement. <laughs> All right, now, what were you, what were you, so were you going somewhere else with that story or just that you saw this other cat? I saw a lot. I saw another lost pushy. Lost pushy. Uh, I see. There's many pushies in this town. Did you, did you ever see that Sean Connery where he's the Barbara Walters uh, interview on whatever show it was? And he was like, yeah, sometimes you got to give a woman a smack. <laughs> and she's like, what? Oh, sometimes they act up and you, you just got to. Your voice doesn't work. You gotta raise your hand to him. <laughs> it's like, holy fuck! Nineties were wild, yeah. man. Who, who was it that was uh, always? I keep forgetting who it was when uh, Will Ferrell had the Celebrity Jeopardy, and then who played the Sean Connery? Uh, Daryl Hammond. That was it because he did the best Clinton too. <laughs> yes, his Clinton and his Sean Connery were perfect. Um, what's wrong there, Trebek? <laughs> You're mad because I was with your mother last night. <laughs> And you wagered Texas with a dollar sign. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's a whore. <laughs> uh, I miss those. I miss those days. That's when SNL was good. That's what they all say, though. Because I, I remember like when we were watching, like older people were like, oh, it's no Chevy Chase and Eddie Murphy. I think it's all generational. Because I thought it was horrible when... Uh, but now I look back on the skits that... Uh, uh, who the hell's the guy? He's, he's John that, Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader. Or Bill Hader. I'm sorry. Bill Hader was fucking genius yes. on all the sketches he was on, and even the uh, like the Bobby Moynihan, and so that little generation for ten years wasn't bad. It's just it didn't compare to our generation because yeah. it it was different sketches, different humor. But you also look at it too <clears throat> when we were younger and we were living the, uh, you know, the Dana or Dana Carvey. Uh, David Spade, you know, Chris Adam Farley, Sandler. Am Sandler. It was at that time where you wanted to stay up till 1030 on a Saturday to watch it. Well, yeah, know? it was appointment viewing back then. Now it's just, you'll I, wait, you know, you got better shit to do. It's a live show, so it's not, there is no such thing as appointment viewing anymore except for sports. Yeah. Um. So, like, you'll just be like, oh, watch whatever sketch is popular that they put online on Sunday or Monday. So, yeah, the appointment viewing bullshit is over um, for live stuff unless it's sports. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a that's a generational thing, too, I guess. 
because people are like, oh, what's the most popular skit clip that I can look up? Because they don't want to sit through all the fucking ads and everything if you record it or if you have to fast forward through all that bullshit. But see, when we had to, even back when we were younger, if we wanted to set the VCR, we had to set the date, <laughs> the time, what time it was going to start, what time we wanted to end. But we always had to make sure we went 10 minutes past whatever yep. time, because we never knew that if it was going to be done right at midnight or not you better have the tracking set up already yeah <laughs> the tracking was also another thing too hey it's all fuzzy uh hang on a second it's a tracking a bitch plus 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 <laughs> nah, minus a little bit right. what a stupid stupid device that, but if you think at the time that when it went from beta max to that uh, master beta yeah it was i remember having a beta uh in my room because my parents found it at a rummage sale, and it weighed around 75 pounds. <laughs> but it was a lot clearer picture on on the uh, TV, and there was no tracking. You didn't have to. Well, I think the only difference was is that beta, you could not put as much on uh, beta yeah, you, tape player yeah, there versus... there wasn't as much tape because it was a smaller tape, but it had like a higher resolution or frame rate or something because it was... Yeah, you could tell the difference between a VHS and a beta tape. Yeah. But I had all these shitty movies, like Life Force, and I was like eight years old, okay. and that was like this horror movie, like where they, but there was a lot of nudity in it, so I was like, yeah, I'm fucking keeping this one. Uh, <laughs> it was like a Space Invaders, where they're out in space, and they yeah. find these, uh, they look like humans, but, and they're all naked, and there's one trick is fucking hot, so they bring her <laughs> back to the ship. <laughs> And she wakes up and she drains the life out. <laughs> she drains him full of his cum. <laughs> Pretty much. She fucking, she gets a, yeah, they didn't bother to put a sheet over her or anything. Her just giant cans are fucking laying out there on what looks like an operating table. And she just, while the doctor's like got a clipboard, he's looking at her and taking notes and her eyes just open. And he's like, oh, and she stands up in full bush and she grabs his face and kisses him. And then as she's, there's this horrible, like, uh, special effects. There's, like, lightning going around, like he's fucking Raiden from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and, but she slowly sucks the life out of him to survive. That's the whole point of these aliens. Right. Uh, apparently, like, all the dead ones that they found, they started eating each other, life, eating each other's life force to stay alive slowly. So they're, she's just going, you know, person by person, just feeding off of them by fucking them or kissing them or, it's great. For an eight-year-old, great story for an eight-year-old boy, it was. I'll tell ya. But oh man, that was like the first. I think I might have seen a couple scenes of Pet Cemetery, which oh, was horrific. Yes, that at, was at, at our eight age. years old. Yes, but then this, I mean, she sucks the life out of him, and literally, like his face caves in and like decays until he's like. Looks like he has no blood or water in his body, and he's just. Br it was fuck. He looked like the guy from Tales of the from the Crypt. Oh my god! Yeah, that so was another guy that scared like, the shit out of me. Yeah, him. so I'm like, oh my god, titties, titties. Oh, he's so disgusting. I'm Welcome like, to Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> but then I'm like, I'm like putting my hands over my eyes and looking at. It. I'm like, what are the tits coming back? <laughs> but it was just a shitty. What movie, do you? What do you have to say? Probably the first. I'm sure you would have to remember the first movie that you ever watched, like horror film, where you woke up with a nightmare. 
probably not till high school because I really didn't watch full horror movies. Okay. I'd always walk out because I couldn't fucking stand it. Right. But I remember going over to our friend Brad's house with Ben and I think both of them had girlfriends at the time. Or they were just girls that hung out with us at the time. There's like five of us and we watched Blair Witch 2. That fucked me up for a while. Because we watched it in the dark. No fucking lights on in any rooms. And he had this big TV yes. and It was at Brad's, setting. right? Yeah. Yeah, downstairs. Oh my yep. god. Mm-hmm. That fucked me up. Like, apparently, Blair, the first Blair Witch was something to behold, but... And I watched it later in life, but that second one I thought was way scarier just because it was... It seemed like it was real, like they were just carrying the camera with them. Yeah. And... But then when they, like, play the footage back and they're in it and they don't know what's going on and... Right. Holy shit. Yeah, I had a nightmare about that one. Wow. And I was... Yeah, I was, like, 17 or 18. And that's actually, like, the first time you kind of got a little freaked out, you know? Well, no, I had an actual nightmare nightmare where I was, like, part of that little group of people out in the woods or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that gave me a fucking heart attack. Holy shit. That was a bad one. Wow. But I don't think I ever had a... Like a, a nightmare from a movie ever again. They were just like similarities from movies I had watched. You know, like uh, flying an F-16 Tomcat with my friend Goose. Uh, <laughs> Cougar! Um, yeah, I don't remember any other movies that done like that. This just seemed like maybe, even, maybe it had something to do with... Um... When we were younger, it just had more of an effect. And uh, your your imagination is still slightly childlike, where you're like, "Oh, could that happen?" Well, now they got you, this... when you get older, you get pessimistic, and you're like, "That ain't shit. That could never happen." So there's like this horror movie that's coming out right now. I don't you believe know if it's... in ghosts. What are you gay? Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a movie that's coming. Out. I don't know if it's out or not, but it's called Smile. Oh yeah, I seen. The, Did you uh, see how that's at, like a viral thing where people are going to like baseball games and well, shit? Well, the thing and is, behind... is the company that or the the move the motion capture or the motion picture company hired these people Studio. to go to the games and they just stand there and just smile. Yeah, like with their head down yeah. and their eyes up and they, they go to sporting events. Yeah. There was one at the football game last week. Another one at the baseball game. Yeah, uh, this uh, lady sat behind home plate and she looks fucking horrific and she just she stood there like like not the motionless whole, yeah. for like and just smiles <laughs> holy shit yeah i was like there was a guy that had on his uh if i saw it happening like in real time like on my phone and she was like in front of me i would have gave that's her what a, he i would have oh. gave her a wet willy <laughs> i'm like break character i dare you <laughs> yeah. but she's smiling so i mean she'd probably be like yeah, but that's why I'd, I'd be like, let's see how good of an actress she is. Oh. Give her a wet willy. She'd be like, ah, fuck off. <laughs> I broke your character. Your movie sucks. <laughs> Demon's my ass. You're a <laughs> fucking liar. <clears throat> oh, yeah. But that, that's exactly how it uh, seems. I mean, obviously, as we get older, we can handle all that. But being a kid, it was you always have to have that one movie that's going to freak the shit out of you. Yeah. At least for you to get over that hump. Jaws did, too. I didn't go in the water for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, when it first came out of the water, well, uh, who was it? Uh, not James Woods. 
The guy with the glasses. I always forget his name. While he was chumming and yes, it like just swiped up and he barely saw it while he turned around. That scene really, I don't know. And of course, like when the hot chick is swimming by herself and all of a sudden she gets tugged down a little bit and then tugged down more and then just, ah, gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Spielberg's a motherfucker. He, he knows Christ, how he's to... He's been around for... I mean... But, I mean, he was a young man at that time, yeah. and he, but he was doing that, and then he did Indiana Jones. But to have that type of uh, film quality... That I mean, fucked he, me up, too, in Indiana Jones and the Temple the of heart? Doom, where he ripped out the heart. <laughs> yeah, that... F- I was scared Indy, of... come here hot! Yeah, I was I was scared of little yeah. round eyes, and or... What do you call them? The, uh, he short called, stuff, I thought, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, short... Uh, no... What did he call? He called uh God damn it. Short squat? No. There's probably people listening yelling yeah. the answer out right now. Um anyway. Yeah, I was uh I didn't want to do any traveling to any southern hemispheres because I thought everybody was a headhunter and rip your heart out and eat it type peoples. Short round. Short round. Yeah. Not round eye. <laughs> That's what they call us. <laughs> Indy, cover your heart. <laughs> Short round. Sounded like he was from Boston right there. Indy, cover your heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did wear a New York Yankees he hat. He did. <laughs> or was it a Dodgers hat? It was a... So yeah. hang on, because he's got the... I think it was that... a Dodgers hat. Like a Brooklyn Dodgers It was hat. a Brooklyn Dodgers... Uh, yes, it was a Brooklyn Dodgers hat. Yeah. Yep. I'll have to watch Short it. Short round. Speaking of round, we sat at a table at the Zaco Sports. I like how you just got to that one right there. Nice. <laughs> King of the Segway. <laughs> Not those little two-wheeled vehicles either. Um, on Wednesday, we had a group of guys for Beantown Entertainment uh, sponsor table. Yeah. And your father couldn't make it, and he won the table gun anyway. Yeah, son of a Motherfucker. Yep. It was a nice shotgun, too. Yep. It was a camo TriStar 12-gauge semi-auto. I was pretty jealous. And then uh, <laughs> one guy dropped out, and the guy who took his place won a, a poncho and a headlamp that didn't, <laughs> didn't work. work. <laughs> <laughs> and then our other buddy who invited him won a knife and what else was in that little package? Oh, a sweatshirt. Yep. Pretty nice one, actually. And then... Uh, our buddy Ryan won uh, like a, a insulated camel water bottle with a, like a, a game shears and a knife. And my brother won uh, a twenty-two, a twenty-two, and uh, a saw kind of. Oh like yeah, a, like a to saw limbs off trees while you're out looking like to saw a shooting lane. Tony. And then Tony wins at the very end. He was bitching the whole time about not winning. Um, he even stole my brother's hat. Yeah. He says, I'm wearing this because it's the only well, thing no, I'm going to win. He said, did anybody want this hat? Because yeah. every time he goes to a, a convention or something, the free swag is a hat yeah. just like it. Then, oh, the coffee mug he won, too. He's like, I've literally got and he gave it like to, 20 of these. He gave it to uh, Tyler. Tyler. Yep. Um, so a Ducks Unlimited one too, a stainless yeah. steel, not bad. I won a uh, cellular game cam out of the bucket raffle. I only put a couple in there too, so surprising. That's the only thing I won. But yeah, Tony was bitching the whole time. Everybody won except him. 
Of course, you didn't win. Uh, <laughs> I won with all my friends around the round table. I felt like I was King I Arthur. I was the wealthiest man yeah. in the room. I felt like King Arthur and I was around the round table. <laughs> you will bow to me there, peasant. <laughs> so Tony's bitching, and the, the last raffle of the night is the gun case raffle where they have six gun cases, and... Uh, you can go up there, you pick a case, and then once everybody picked their case, like the master of ceremonies has a case too, and he's like, you want to trade with me? And he's like, you want to trade with each other? So there was a lot of trading going on at first. Tony was the first one to trade with the master of ceremonies. Then he traded with somebody else, and then our buddy... Uh, Adam didn't trade until... Andy. I'm sorry. Andy traded with uh Andy traded with Tony and then Andy traded the one he had with Tony to Adam and then the one got bought by our buddy's dad for two hundred and seventy five. Two hundred and seventy five dollars and then he traded it back to Tony. So Tony had the original one that he uh got in the first place, I think. Right. And Tony won Probably one of the nicest guns there was a Savage 6.5 Creedmoor with a Vortex scope on it. The only nicer gun was the other 6.5 Creedmoor that was the bingo. There's a bingo game. You buy a bunch of bingo cards, and then they call off a number, and if you have it, that means you're out. So what you want is to, like the opposite of bingo, have a card that they haven't haven't called a number for at all. So... uh, I won one year. I won a 300 win mag on that game. So I was excited until I was out pretty quickly. <laughs> I think all of us at our table were out pretty quickly. But uh, all Tony's bitching, he finally won a gun. Yeah. The Our buddies in the next table, the Homan Boys table, oh, cleaned shit. fucking house. Uh, Had to be like six, uncle, seven guns. Uncle Gary won three guns. <laughs> While he was registering one, they called a number, and they're all like, Gary, check your ticket. And he's looking, and he drops his tickets, and he raises his hand. Yep, I won. <laughs> Walks up there, gets another gun. <laughs> and then uh, he won another gun, yep. like for a door prize. or a, Yeah, door prize. Door prize. <laughs> so they cleaned house. But... It's a great event because they always switch up the prizes. It's not the same prizes every year. I've been to like Whitetails Unlimited banquets. I used to go to the one in Kelly Lake, but I mean, at Romy's Holiday Inn, the food is outstanding. The tips are actually tips where it's like actually steak tips and onions and peppers. It's not the gravy where it looks like a pot roast has just been cooked down. Um but they have the exact same guns every year I went for like seven years. And I'm like, what if you win? You don't want to buy tickets for it again. And I, I would see, I'm like, there used to be more people here. And it's like, well, yeah, they won the guns. What are they going to do? Why would they, why would they go and why would they try and win the same the gun money. again? Yeah. Why would they go? Because obviously at those, those uh, sportsman's banquets, you're going to be <laughs> loading a lot of money in towards it. So why yeah, would you want to, so if you want to keep people coming back, the same people coming back, Right, you got to switch up the the different types of guns because, like, the first year I I went, I won the handgun board, and I got first choice, and I took the three fifty seven Magnum revolver, 
But then for the next five years, they had the exact same three pistols. And I'm like, I don't want another 357 revolver. And the other two, I just didn't want either. I'm like, why would I buy tickets for it? I don't want to go through the hassle of having to resell a gun. So I was like, this is stupid. And then eventually I just stopped going because they didn't change anything up. Zocco, however, fucking changes things up with different brands, different guns all the time. The bucket raffles aren't the same. I mean, there's yep. a lot of stuff that's donated that's like uh, one of our buddies, Andy, donates a fire ring, but it's not the same design fire ring every time, you know. Uh, and for like the different types of raffles, they put different guns. Like on the bucket raffles this year, they didn't have that uh, Taurus Judge, yes. even though I wanted it. Uh, but they put in a turkey gun this year for it, for the gun on the bucket raffles. So I like the way they switch things up, and they run it really well. And the banquet was pretty damn good. The meal, like I was saying about tips and it being cooked down pot roast, we had pretty much the same meal as we did at the wedding. It was a banquet meal with stuffing, mashed potatoes, corn, tips, and chicken. Uh, the chicken was excellent. Yes, it was juicy. Yeah, not dry at all like Oneida. Um, but the tips are almost the same they're just and it's in like this beef gravy and you're just like this isn't tips you know it's you took a bunch of chuck roasts and cubed them up and slow cooked them with like a a gravy over the top so it looks like a big meat gravy boat like i said the best tips i've ever had is up in kelly lake at romy's holiday inn because it's actual like round steak or whatever and there's no gravy. It's just whatever juices came from the skillet. And it's peppers and onions and cubes of beef. That's the best. These other ones, they just don't cut it. But we got fucking full, I'll tell you that. Holy shit. I couldn't move after that. What would you rate it? Well, I uh, <clears throat> the tips, yeah, they were the same. Chicken was uh, not dry. Uh, also, the potatoes and the stuffing were not mushy, yeah, like, like watery down, yeah, kind of like, like how Anita's it was, was at Anita. They um, didn't uh, thin them out. Right. So I gave 6-3 for Oneida. I'm going to give a 7-2 for... got to go half points. Can't go okay, fine. 7-5. Yeah. So 7-5 for the gathering uh, for the, the meal. Yeah, I would give that too. I give the uh, the the banquet altogether a 10 well, but that's just course. me. <laughs> that's because we go every year. That's we right. Wanna, we want to thank the Zocco Sportsman's Club and uh, also... A couple uh, of them actually listen to this yeah. fucking thing. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, we were at the I ran banquet. Into a, yeah, one guy, he's like, Jason. oh, I was, yeah. Yeah, Jason's like, oh, I was listening to you on the, uh, your podcast. I'm like, oh, you're the one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh. so... Hey, thanks for the free plug, and uh, we we listened to your rating on the uh, wedding food. I wonder what you're going to give this one. I'm like, oh, we're getting to that point oh, now. Don't you worry. <laughs> like I said, we're interested. If you want us to crash your wedding for the meal part only, we will, and we will rate your just the meal. We yeah. won't rate your just wedding. Just have a table for two off to the side, and then we'll hit on all the bridesmaids. Yeah. And, uh... Hell, we'll even sit by the DJ, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring our own TV tray and just... <laughs> Sit by the door, and then if somebody comes ask, we'll be like, "Hey, who are you? Are you supposed to be here?" That we can run right away. And... We have the TV trays; they set us right by the cake. So when they do the cake cutting, we're right in the middle eating our. 
actually were under the table, so it's... <laughs> we're gonna be like Hornswoggle coming out underneath the ring. <laughs> uh, that would be a great idea, though. Like, I, we're I, missing two plates. I would just love it if somebody goes, you know what? You just see a hand come up underneath, <laughs> like the white cloth, looking for like for a bowl or something for the next course, <laughs> and be like, ah, that's it. <laughs> just <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. So yeah, invite us. Just, we'll, uh, just uh, we just come right underneath, or you know, underneath the table. We're like, what's over there? And then we just like yeah. run. We got a pack of firecrackers that we throw in different directions for. <laughs> but for, we make uh, the mistake we're actually throwing them towards the way that we're trying to run out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit, that was the exit. It's yogging with a soft J. <laughs> you just poke your like face out, like just so you get your voice to carry a little bit. Be like. Don't you guys even have a nacho fountain? Hey, you know what would be a really great idea? I figured out a way that we can get out of it then. Let's say if there's people over by that table or in that area and we're needing to get away, we go and we ask we ask the DJ if we can borrow the mic. All right, it is now time for the speeches. All right, hi, I'm the best man. Everybody's all focused that way. No, no, no. Okay. If if they were like to uh like uncover the the tablecloth that we're underneath, they'd be like what are you guys doing? Be like, uh, I'm just waiting. Looking here. for a rat. <laughs> one's a, one's a oh my god! And then, and then everybody would fucking go running. And then we take all. Or no, pre- be like somebody was in the casino with a possum and it's lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's got rabies. Everybody but don't run. tell anybody. And then we just take the card box and we take all the presents. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Just a handful of cake <laughs> as we're walking out the door, just shoving it in our face. Hey, uh, stop that man! <laughs> and you throw the cake in their face yep. and run. But yeah, I'll, I'm down to uh, review and crash your wedding. Yeah. We'll even dress nice. Right. Yeah, so we, we will. Can, we got to blend in like chameleons. We'll be like stepbrothers. No, we can't do that. I ain't going. I ain't getting tackled by. Uh, Get. Get some tuxes. No, what the fuck is this? Bradley Cooper? I ain't getting, I ain't getting tackled by Bradley Cooper. Wedding Crashers, remember that? No. It was like one of his first movies. Yeah, but I said, but I said like Step Brothers. We would wear tuxes oh. like Step Brothers. Remember where they wore the tuxes to the job interview? Yeah, it has nothing to do with weddings. But still wearing a tux. I ain't getting a tux. Fine, we'll get the uh, Dumb and Dumber ones. We'll get the who uh, the fuck Robin... around here is gonna wear a tux? Uh. The ones who are at the weddings, uh, standing up, I guess. Yeah, we're not we're not passing for a wedding party, we're passing for guests. That's it. Wait a minute. And, and this isn't where I park nor, my nor, car. Yeah, Northern Wisconsin uh, guests are no. somewhere between uh, cowboy boots and trucker hat yeah. to button up shirt and jeans. <laughs> so. That's what uh, that's one thing I have noticed a lot is like when I'm DJing weddings now. A lot of these weddings that I do DJ, it's I see a lot of them coming with uh, cowboy boots on and uh, just a trucker hat. Yeah. Well, older guys don't give a fuck anymore. It'd be yeah. like, hey, I didn't even want to come here. I just <laughs> that's heard their it, excuse. Be I just like, heard that they. I'm have... either gonna be comfortable or I ain't coming. And the wife made me come, so I said, "Here we go. This is what I'm wearing. If you don't like it, you can go by yourself." They got to that um, actual zero fuck stage in their lives. Yeah. I admire those men. Great men. 
I was supposed to be out duck hunting this morning, and this shit happened. Fuck you guys for getting married. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, I better start saving money for next year's banquet. Yeah. What's next on my agenda here that I don't know what's going on? Oh, there, one other thing that happened at the... Uh, I sort of heard the fiasco while we were sitting at the table. It was behind us. I heard more about tonight, but yeah. Uh, I won't say anything. I'll tell you off. Okay. Off. Uh, but, uh, well, there was another guy, too, next to the Holman table who was... He had a few too many drinks, and he was like, Oh, all these guys want all the guns? It's like, hey, yeah, sometimes fucking coincidence happens you dumb shit but he was like almost legitimately getting mad that he wasn't winning like he was one of those kids in the playground who didn't get the ball and he was mad i'm gonna grab that ball and take it home with me you know that was the attitude he was invited to the party yeah exactly oh i didn't get invited i'm calling the cops Cops. (laughs) (laughs) that was his attitude during the whole fucking thing but behind us like until the raffle is actually going to happen. They still sell tickets for whatever is being raffled off. They even say it out over the, you know, the MC. Yeah, there's still tickets left for the all-in-one drawing. Before we go had... and do the drawing, if yeah. you, anybody wants tickets. Anybody get wants in tickets, it. last call for tickets, you know. And this guy, fucking old dumb douchebag, he was convinced that somehow it was rigged or somehow that he was going to get fucked over because... They were still selling tickets while all the other bucket raffles were going on. So I, I but will. He's like, oh, you're going to put these on top. And it's not going to. It's like it's going into a tumbler. You have just as much a chance to win if you had the first ticket or the last ticket. Don't fucking matter. It's like, I don't know what gets in some people's heads where they're like that uh, paranoia where they're like, oh, everybody's out to get me. I'm going to get screwed over. So. And then. He must have had a couple too many drinks too, because he was yeah he was mouthing off at he, uh, some st- females that were yes, and he tried starting table. a fight with uh, some people that we know too, because yeah. one of them made the comment, or one of them made the comment after he was uh, kind of getting argumentative with the ladies, which was bullshit to begin with. Uh, yeah, one of the guys of says one looks like somebody needs another drink, and then he got into the guy's face that into our, our buddy's face and. Uh, He's right at it. He's like, well, throw down. Like, uh, what's like, like, you, you chose the wrong fucking place. Yeah. Uh, but so the the funny thing got, was is the guy who was argu- the, the, the two or the group that was argumentative over that whole situation is the same ones that won the gun case. The safe? Yes, the oh. gun safe. I'm sorry. The yeah. gun safe. It's like, go fuck yourselves. So, uh, like I said, there's a lot more that I, I heard. Uh, Shannon told me. A lot more tonight, right. uh, but um, whatever. It's just like who's, but the, who's he, that? Like, I don't understand that like attitude though, where you're like, you always because it happens at every like even at like the baseball games that we would go to for fifty fifty raffle. There'd be guys be like, "Hey, wait a minute, what about this?" And it's like, we're not out to fucking screw anybody over. We're just running around again yeah. to see if anybody wants more tickets. It's the same bucket with the same fucking tickets in it. Or, you know, maybe they ran out of tickets. We need to go get more tickets. What, do you want us to fucking stop selling tickets? It's like, just settle the fuck down. And if you win, you win. And if you don't, you don't. 
It's those not. Pro- and it's those like, are probably the same ones that would like. Let's just say that that'd be the same ones uh, that would win and grab the money and get the fuck. Oh out. yeah, yeah. We no. I remember in. there was a while ago. Uh, they used to do it. I don't know if any bars around here do it anymore, but they used to do card night. Yeah. Uh, and there was a there was bar. A big one. It was like, uh, wasn't it like four or five grand? Yeah, more than that. It was and like seven, seventy eight hundred. Okay. Think. And what ended up happening was and it was somebody from like not the in the area yes. that won it too. And so all these people for almost close to a year. Yeah. We're going to the bar every Wednesday night for card night. Okay. And you have to, uh, it's so much a card. Yeah. Uh, and you can buy so it to throw in a buck. And if your name gets called, you get to go pick a card. And if it's the card that's the winner, you win the pot. But it had been going on for like 40 some cards. There was only like 10 cards left in the deck. And some out-of-towner... Who came for one night. Who came for that night only. was like, oh, what's this all about? Comes in there. Buys the ticket. Gets picked. Picks the winning card for like $7,800. Goes, thanks. And walks out the fucking door. Doesn't buy anybody a drink. Doesn't leave a tip for the bartender. Nothing. And right after that, they, they stopped, stopped doing, doing it. Because fuck faces like that. But yep. the, yeah, those are the same people who think that they're out to... Everybody's out to get them. They're getting robbed or they're somehow getting screwed over. It's like, fuck you. Just die. Don't come to these things. Yeah. That's the real thing. That's the, that's yeah, the one that's thing that's how really you're going to fucking act, don't, don't, don't come here ever again. And I think you know what? It is that? rigged. It's rigged specifically against you, so you don't come here. Yep. That's what she should have said to him. More or less, this is our way of saying, yeah, we don't want you here ever again. <laughs> if I was her... What I would have done and be like, oh, yeah, here's your tickets right here. And I would have fucking <laughs> Just started ripped. ripping them in half and throwing them in the garbage and be like, what you going to do about it, cunt? It's always fun calling. Play Nas. Cunt. When yeah. I rule the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As you're ripping up the tickets. <laughs> and then you got everybody behind like backup dancers, but they got like butane torches and tiki torches. <laughs> you know, do you know how many guns are in this fucking place? Yeah. I mean, you don't got one. <laughs> that I mean, that's the just people bullshit. running them, or the people running this event, and have their hands on all the guns, and they do it, and they all do a hell of a job yeah, for that I mean, too. I mean, Christ, they, they they volunteer their time to go through all that shit, and especially the the amount of guns. I mean, uh, like I said, I saw the uh, I saw how much it was for the total amount, you know, for all the guns, and well, it's it's see. up there. there. Was one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, because they get, oh shit, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, three, four, fifteen. Then the bucket raffles, then the door prizes, there yeah. had to be 20, there had to be close to 40 guns given away. Uh, but besides the yes. table guns, which is another 30, 35. Yeah. What was the number? 36,000. That's how no, much. No, how much, I'm oh. talking about how many guns. Oh, how many guns? I think it was like around probably 50, yeah. 55. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But 55 on an average of 600 a gun. And this is like only one of the only banquets are actually you get the gun that night. Yeah. Because a lot of them you they actually have. Early have to... gun works there to run the background check yep. for you and get you registered and everything right away. It's a pretty slick operation. I've been to quite a few sportsmen's banquets. So that's definitely a good one. It's just that it's full. Yeah. Every year it's full. It's hard to get in. Luckily, we got friends in high places. And we always get our tables. So. And we get our money in quick. Yep. 
So looking forward to next year. Yeah, that's right. Ah. And maybe I'll shoot a pheasant this year when they release them because I got a pin that says I could do it. <laughs> All righty. Did that, did that. Oh, yeah, our buddy Rich won a couple guns, too. Yes, he Cookie's did. dead. Yep. As I was walking out, I was like, nobody's luckier. <laughs> <laughs> he fixed my 30-30 for me. Oh, did he? Hell of a guy. Yep. He did our country proud. Thank you for your oh, service, yeah. Rich. He was a colonel, I believe, right? Yes, he is a retired colonel. He was in the uh, Army for 35, 40 years. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he does a lot of stuff around our community, too. So yes. he's a great guy. Yes. Uh, update on the carnivore. I already talked about that pretty much. Kind of. Sober October. I got one more cheat day. I might have a Bloody Mary for the Sunday game. Oh yeah, that's another thing that's um, coming up this Sunday. Yep, this Sunday. Obviously, when you when this episode comes out, it will already be. But the uh, Packers it, will have already played the Giants, the New York Football Giants in London, Tottenham. Sunday in Wisconsin. It's not about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's about Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers heading to Tottenham. The Packers are God. <laughs> I saw that there are actually a lot of churches that are. Uh, that don't have Saturday services at all. They have Sundays, and they're moving their Sunday service to Saturday night. So yeah, I've seen that. And I'm I like, see, that's how you know. <laughs> and I see. In, yeah, they don't want to have it after the game. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Uh, <laughs> Father McFeely was all all hopped up again on the wine, wasn't he? I mean, they, I, maybe they should have sunrise service so you can get it out of you before you. I see that there are some bars around you, which I don't understand why six o'clock in the morning. Well. One I bar. understand. One bar is always opened up at six. In I know, the but I <laughs> noticed that there are some. But all bars. these other ones are trying yeah. to do it, and it's like, nah. Could you no imagine thanks. if somebody shows up? Okay, let's say they get they leave the bar at two thirty in the morning, Saturday morning or Saturday night, Sunday morning. Okay, and they decide to like sleep in their car or something. We'll just say that it's gonna it's, be cold. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> sleep in their car, and they get up four hours later to go back in, and by eight thirty at kickoff, they're completely shit faced. Well, then they need a Bloody Mary. <laughs> but yeah, I'm putting on a big spread yes. here in the old basement. Have a Bloody Mary bar, some scrambled eggs and sausage, and some hash browns, southern styled. Oh, that's a case for my Irish whiskey. Okay, never mind. I I didn't ever saw that before. All the fancy whiskeys come. You'll have to excuse me, but Big Daddy is cleaning up his uh, back bar here, so I'm actually seeing some things I've never saw before. Well, I mean, I have seen them before. There's a tube back there full of absinthe too. And we have the Boone and Crockett. We have the Three Chords whiskey. That's a that stuff's harsh. Yeah. Didn't you guys give me that for my birthday? Yeah, uh, the three chords was for your birthday, and I won the Boone and Crockett, Boone and Crockett one. That's a hundred and fifty dollar bottle one. Yeah, that, that's but a, it's smooth as fuck. Well, we're I, not we're not taking shots of that during the Packer game. I'll got, give I'll give one to Tyler. Let Tyler have if, one. If and he Trevor. Wants it. Otherwise, I've got like six bottles of booze here. Oh, we need to right. take yeah. shots. And then we're gonna have coffee with. Uh, some, oh yeah, I'm gonna put some of this uh, old smoky salted caramel in yep. my uh, coffee. Or I'm going to do a classic Irish Irish coffee. What happens if you were to take coffee and then, you know how Paps has coffee, right? Yeah, I've got You have like coffee four and then you here. just like put a little drop of Paps and then a little bit of drop of like the uh, salted caramel or something like that, the uh, Old Smoky. Well, guess what? We're going to try early that morning. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fill a shot glass half full of uh, Old Smoky and fill it up with uh, Paps hard coffee and you're going to try it. I'm down with that. And I've got, yeah, I've got all sorts of shit we can 
I'll, I, um, I also thought I, I thought about this too. So maybe Glazers can sponsor us. Yeah, because I'm gonna get like <laughs> I'm gonna get like six to twelve dozens of Glazers. No, you're not. Why? Because then you're taking them with you. No, I, I mean them. people can take it. It'd be like a take home parting gift if it's still here. Just get two or three. I'll get four dozen. No, four boxes, half dozens, two dozen yeah. total. That's still too much, but. They're on sale. They're always on sale. And glazers are good. You can take them home. Don't leave them here. Because then it's going to throw me off my diet. And I'm going to feel like (laughs) junk again. Well, you know, I'm always here to help. Oh, you fucking asshole. Yeah, I know. So, hopefully... I saw a report today, too, about, like, Londoners. Like, we don't give a shit. They don't. (laughs) They really don't. Yeah, they're like, who? (laughs) It's all because NFL just, you know, they got big money for that. So that's why. They're trying to spread it global and it ain't working. It's not like how, I, I mean, if you watch, like, let's just say an international sport, more, more, you know, popular in another country. Like, let's just say soccer. Well, that's but a worldwide sport. It's a worldwide sport. The only sport. thing you need is a fucking ball and nothing but else. But you look at what, I mean, look at what uh, that brought in when uh, Lambo had just that international friendly game Mm -hmm. completely packed it was what they say i forgot how many different countries were all just come to lambo field for it you know it just shows and it was shitty weather too yeah they still showed up yep but uh a lot of them are like no we watch rugby over here it's like really i've tried watching rugby it's fucking stupid yeah it's take well it takes a lot there's no offsides (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's no offsides how do you tell <laughs> yeah I'd... let's all get in a circle and then kick the ball around see who gets it well here's like, a question what? would you find yourself could you out of one out of two sports you had to watch okay one out of two would you rather watch rugby or cricket definitely rugby cricket can last like 12 hours i see there's, that there, there yeah. was one that lasted like three days and I don't like understand the their whole. I don't understand their whole point system. How everything. Oh, okay, when you throw, a, was, so the bowler or the pitcher is yes. called the bowler. His objective is to hit one of those three stakes that the batter's in front of. And the batter's whole objective is to just make contact with the ball, even if it goes backwards. It doesn't matter where it goes, because like the plate, like the. The little strip they're playing on, which is sort of the size of like a horseshoe pit or cornhole, yes. like strip, is like in the middle of the field, the very center, and then all around them is the playing field where the ball can go. Um, so a lot of them just block the ball wherever there's not a defender, and then they run to the other. What do they call them? Wickets. Yeah, and. If they get to the wicket and they can use their bat to like cross the finish line or whatever the fuck they do, as long as they get there before the ball gets back to those little defenders, sort of like the catcher behind the wickets. Okay. As long as they get there, they're still safe. And every time they go from wicket to wicket, it's a point. So that's <clears> why when you would see like there would be like, oh, so if at- they hit it like really far, they run back and forth as many times as they can before the ball gets thrown back to uh, one of the catchers. Holy shit. So, but, and then I think it's three outs, though. 
And then it's like, I don't know how many rounds they do. It's not like nine innings or so anything. I, but I, they have fucking tea breaks. They do. They do. And they fucking they have... wheel out a, like a bar cart, but yep. it's fucking tea. But if you watch, you watch. <clears throat> I mean, people, because uh, they really, they don't have uh, stands or anything. It's always around like a, a hilled area. So people yeah. are sitting on hill and they're just sitting there with coolers, just drinking, sitting there bullshitting for like. 12 hours yeah not even paying attention to it like but they're a, there. a fast game is yeah. like three to four hours like i was just looking to see what was the highest cricket score of all time i think the the game literally lasted like 72 hours or something like that uh let's see here but yeah hundreds of points uh yeah uh Brian Laura has the highest individual uh, individual score in cricket he scored 400 in one game not out or uh, it's called 400 not out more or less that means that yeah so he crossed he went from one wicket to the other without getting times. thrown out 400 times in one game against England in 2004 to surpass the innings of 380 by Michael Hayden 6 months earlier wow yeah so Holy that's a long shit long fucking because there's only like four players to a team or for uh, like the offensive yes. like the batters there's only four players total so he's one of four guys. So if he's like the best player who's hitting all the time and the other guys are just there to run, <laughs> I mean, a, a score might just be like 600 or whatever. I just wanted to check and see what was the longest <clears throat> cricket match ever. Was it 72 hours or 70 days? Uh, well, that's not the longest one. The longest okay. one is nine days and over 680 overs bold. The teams of South Africa and England endured, and the match earned the name the Timeless Test. Yeah, fuck all Holy of that. Holy shit. Nine days. Yeah. Well, honey, we were planning on going to the match today, and we're hoping to watch a great... Oh, shit, never mind. I guess we're going to be here tomorrow, too. And the next Could day, you imagine, like, next that, day, that'd be like watching a baseball day. game, and then it going to extra innings, and then it not getting done. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like... Yeah, it would be like a 15-inning game every day for a week. Yes. I mean, because remember before they ended up putting where extra innings, there's a runner on second. There wasn't, and there were like games going to like the 22nd, 23rd inning. That happened once in a while. Yeah. But, yeah. but could you imagine how much that sucked because they closed all the concessions down at seventh inning. So Oh, yeah. Fuck all that. That's when they should just allow you to go and grab your sixer or your 12-pack yeah. out of your vehicle and come back in. Or just be like, all right, for the 13th inning only, <laughs> we're opening back up. <laughs> 13th inning only. It's disco <clears throat> night. <laughs> Dollar beers. I don't know if you know, remember that, but uh, if you haven't, uh, the old White Sox Stadium, Comiskey Park, is where they had disco night. I do not remember that. And uh, they decided to blow it Everything blew up, started on fire in the middle of the field. That was a bad thing. If you ever get a chance, just check out Disco Night at... I remember the, the riot in Cleveland, though, where like everybody oh, went yes. on the field and beat the shit out of each other, and cops couldn't... Yep. Yeah, that was... But yeah, if you get I it, think that's on a 30 for 30, actually, the night Cleveland so, died yep. or something like and that. And so is the, uh, dis the, uh, the oh, night Disco died, too, yeah. Huh. All right, I'll have to watch that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, one other thing. Did you see the fucking photo that's going viral about that the dude in the London airport with a cheese head on <laughs> fucking like some, some just Londoner like who doesn't know what's going on, takes a picture of him and it's like, I don't know what's going on, but there's a man with a wedge of cheese on his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that, you know, 
It is. It's like it's like your hillbilly cousin coming to your wedding is what a bunch of Wisconsinites going over to London is right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just we're like, hey, you guys got brats over here? What, what, what's your beer situation? You got bush lots? Fuck. <laughs> They're going to get to the stadium, and it's going to be like, would you like some Earl of Grey tea? Oh, great. And be like, what the fuck is that? How much? It, what's, what's the proof on it? <laughs> the, the proof? It's tea. Oh, oh <laughs> You mean like a... You mean like one of those yellow cans that I seen that one guy beat the shit out of another guy with? <laughs> Hard iced tea? Like, no, this is like actual tea. I, I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh my god! <clears throat> you guys got brats over here? We have bangers and mash. I was gonna say bangers and mash. What the yeah. fuck is that? Gonna have to go to Germany. That's for just real like food. if you go to Ireland, people auto, or automatically assume that when you go to Ireland that you're gonna get corned beef and cabbage, and that was Americanized. It's actually beef stew and cabbage is what they have in Ireland. Yeah, it's not. So if you were gonna be dumb enough and go into like an Irish pub, and be like, I came for some authentic corned beef and cabbage, and they'd be like, <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, there's a salad tosser. kick his ass out of here, oi, ginger. <laughs> <laughs> You mean Bag to your fucking groceries <laughs> and get the fuck out of here. You mean to stand there and tell me that you're going to ask for corned beef? <sighs> you're fucking American. It's just beef. <laughs> yeah. Have the haggis. <laughs> oh, I, I'd like to see the culture shock of some of the people over there like while the game is going on. Like yeah. if they're just like a, a regular London couple. Like, oh, let's go check out what this what this american football is all about and we got big fucking 300 pound dudes painting their faces and taking their shirts off with wedges of cheap foam cheese on their head i think what would be really cool is watching the game and then like you know how when there's a soccer match the international crowd gets into it like mm-hmm. ole, 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 ole. Oh, like, it's like that. non-stop like 90 minutes like they all have like their own anthems and, yeah. but it's like a lot of drunken talk anyway but it, i mean that's the kind of fence and yeah. uh <laughs> Try to run on the pitch, and then they <laughs> yeah. get, and then they get tackled by a bobby. Hey, <laughs> Iron Rogers, you mean to tell me you don't pack your own fucking groceries? That was oh yeah, dope. one other thing I wanted to mention since we're on the thing about football. There's an ad. If anybody listens to Spotify, and they cut for an ad break, if you've heard, I last week I opened the show saying how much I hated Phil Sims. Yeah, I might hate his son Chris Sims even more. Yeah, you were talking Chris about Sims this. Chris Sims has a some fucking stupid ass podcast about football because he was so good about good at it. This is how I wish I could clip the audio, but since it's an ad, I can't find it anywhere. I'd almost have to record it live while I while I hear it. Like on in the mornings, I'll on the way to work, I'll be listening to uh, the bonfire on XM Radio, uh, but they replay it on Spotify. Chris Sims. It just, this is his commercial. Yo, 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 this is Chris Sims. It's like, dude, you're white and you sound fucking stupid. I don't ever want to listen to your radio show. He's like, join us, we talk about football. And it's like, do you, is this what you think? Like, uh, uh, somebody wants to, like, you think that's what people are looking for? Like, a fucking... you were an unsuccessful football player, <clears throat> and, and now... you are, you look whiter than any yes. fucking insurance salesman that I've ever seen in my entire life. I think the whole reason why that is is because a lot of the <clears throat> uh, 
how do I say this? So yo 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 is a, like what Marky yeah. Mark said in like right. the early nineties yeah. as a f- wigger rapper that they had no, yo MTV raps. Yeah, but nobody ever nobody ever said yo 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 who was black. Only white people did that shit. Like black people would say yo what's up. Who the fuck says yo yo yo? Malibu white people, that's wanted. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jamie Kennedy, baby. <laughs> the whitest people you've ever seen in your life are the only people who have ever uttered the phrase yo, yo, yo. Yeah. Fucking, mo- it's not Bell Bib DeVoe. It's not Tony, Tony, Tony. Quit your fucking. I think a lot bullshit. of it had to also do with because I don't think a lot of people want to work with. Uh, so Chris Sims is in Pro Football Talk, and he's with Mike Florio, which I can't stand Mike Florio. No, he's like a I don't shit. understand him. He kind of uh, he reminds me of a Shefty. Anyway, well, a cross between him and Mel Kiper. Yes. Holy fuck! Uh, I hate all three of those names. And <laughs> then also he does the uh, NBC Sunday Night. Uh, yeah, football. he's fucking horrible. On he's there horrible too. on that too. Jesus, he looks like he should be a car salesman. If you want me to be honest with you, if I I had to take a former quarterback that is a great, and I don't understand why ESPN got rid of him, because this guy, he had his smarts. Like, he was really smart on everything about the game, and he was talking the truth, was um, Trent Dilfer. I really like Trent Dilfer. Yeah, Trent was good. He was Tony always Rome good. Tony Rome was awesome. Tony Rome was good, but I mean, like, just like, uh, you know, he would do the Sunday morning uh, countdown uh, oh, on yeah. Sunday night or Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And he was always a great, you know, even on NFL Live. Uh, I don't know why they got rid of him. I mean, he had. Well, he might have decided to get out too. Could have been. Maybe he had a. Maybe he wanted to coach his son's that's little why, league team. And I, I noticed then too, like. Uh, Plus, that's always a revolving door anyway, because there's always retiring football players yeah. looking for a job. I mean, Tony Gonzalez. Well. You He'll heard about be the, gone pretty soon. Well, you heard about Ray Lewis was there for a while. Yeah, he was there. Uh, you I heard, didn't kill no motherfucking lion. <laughs> <laughs> Talking uh, about SNL, go back and watch the Ray Lewis animated skit. Yeah. Uh, uh, they were they, they they there was a funny meme that came out today, and it says Jeff Bezos should give everybody in the world free Prime Video. Because of the game last night. Oh my, yeah. The, if you did not get to watch the Broncos Colts game, you would realize that you're better off not watching it. Yeah. Well, you like I said, you like if I want to watch it at all without it being grainy or looking like it's from a 1984 tube TV. Yeah. I have to pause it for like five full minutes, and then hit play, and it'll look like a regular 1080p picture. Right. But otherwise, like if I try to watch it live, it cuts in and out, goes blank, pixelates, fucking horrible. But I do like some of their camera angle shit that they've been doing. So if they could just incorporate that or just, I don't know, get better bandwidth. Well, you better get ready because it's going to be nonstop football because once the NFL is done, the Super Bowl is done, XFL starts. Yeah, well, February of 2023, and then I believe then right that. after Next that, week, man. then it's USFL. Next week, NHL starts. I had my uh, fantasy hockey draft. Pretty excited about that. So I'll update any of you hockey fans out there, which there's maybe one. That's you. No, a listener. There's got to be one listener who's like kind of 
I like ho- watching hockey once in a while. Well, and that does not mean that you like hockey because you watch Shorzy either. I mean, if that gets you in the door, it gets you in the door. Boy, I'll, I'll watch hockey. I mean, if you, you had to figure out a hockey movie that you really, or a show, it'd be The Goon. Yeah, if you're if you're, there's a couple hockey movies you should watch. Slapshot, the original. The original Slapshot Goon is great. The second one sucked. No, it didn't. It didn't suck. It just didn't hold up to the first one, which plenty of sequels don't hold up to the first one. There's some funny shit in the second one. It's just they did the exact same story two times in a row. Um, Slapshot's great. Shorzy is a really great um, TV series. That's on Hulu. It's got um, Jared Kelso from, or Klexo, Kelso, Klexo, something like that. From uh, Letterkenny, the main character. And if I was to pick other hockey movies, there's Miracle with Kurt Russell about the 1980 U.S. hockey team. And then the movie with Russell Crowe, um, Mystery Alaska. That's another good hockey movie, too. Mystery Alaska is where they have like a hockey game and then they have, uh, they have the New York Rangers come in to play an exhibition game against them. Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere. And they try televising it. And Russell Crowe was a young Russell Crowe in that one. And that was like way before he did Gladiator. So um, definitely go check out that for good hockey movie too. I'm trying to think of any other ones. Mighty, well, uh, Mighty Ducks does not count. <laughs> why wouldn't Mighty Ducks count? Because it's a kiddie movie. That's why. Dude, we watch it when that's we're like kids. Saying, that's like saying... What about Little Major- Giants is a great football movie. It's not. It's a kids football movie. It's a it's a movie for kids to get them interested in sports. What That's about what- the movie Three Ninjas? Is it about getting kids into being a ninja? Yeah, martial arts. But it's not like a great martial arts movie. <laughs> no, it's not. Could you imagine if they ended up having the three ninjas against like Sylvester <clears throat> or uh Steven Seagal or Jean-Claude Van Damme? <laughs> He just roundhouse kicks one of those little kids into the wall and has he's Patrick's, dead and the movie's over. Have Patrick Swayze and all of a sudden you just have Peter Griffin. Roadhouse. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, uh, that's a long haul season, too. It doesn't yeah. end until, like, March. Well, they said right now they're like, if you're a sports fanatic for any sport right now in October is the time because you have college football, NFL, Major League Baseball playoffs, NHL, and NBA. It all is all, all together at once. Yeah. You're a sports junkie. Yeah. Not me. I'm football, hockey. I don't give a shit about NBA unless the Bucks make it to the finals. I like NBA. And I like watching the Flyers when they're on TV, which is barely ever. Well, I mean, <clears throat> got to wait till next year to watch the Brewers again. Well, fuck all. Good God. Talk about pissing away a season. I and I want, saw, yeah. Don't even want to talk about it. Okay. But fine. speaking of baseball. Why don't we dig into the last chance, 1987. I'm hoping that this is. I, I, don't, I don't believe that they actually had another set. No. Well, no, they did because oh, A no, series, they didn't I mean. have another series. It's just that they had over 700 and some cards in this set. So out of 36 packs for us to try and get a Barry Bonds rookie, pretty slim pickings. The only good one. However... We are at our last two packs of the 1987 Tops baseball cards. 
So this episode is going to be named Last Chance. And you're going to take a picture of actually the box that it, the oh, yeah, original I'll box. That, I'll put that uh, on our Instagram. And if we get how much the, did it uh, say that the pack of cards were back then? Forty cents a pack. Yep, it's right on the thing. Baseball, the real one. <laughs> Bubblegum cards. That's kind of false advertising. Back when you were a kid, you figured maybe the cards were made of bubblegum. All right, the stick of gum doesn't look too bad. Right. Oh, by the way, go look at our Instagram or Facebook posts. I, uh, one of our listeners made some uh, AI art, and uh, he sent it to us of me, and pretty funny. Yeah, one of is. the uh, one of the pictures is me eating the 1987 gum, but it kind of looks like a big tab of acid. So <laughs> go judge for yourself. There's also one of me that looks like a shaman with a bunch of mushrooms, and that one I I might frame. <laughs> and uh, it looks like he's holding a. Uh... Doesn't look like a back massager. Not back massager. Just Anal a, beads. It's a necklace around my I neck. With a, I'm <laughs> holding a mushroom and I'm surrounded by mushrooms and I'm trying to educate the people. <laughs> if you look at the photo. <laughs> All right, let's start this bitch off. All right. From the Angels, Chuck Finley. Hey, that's that's another George Bell. This is like our eighth George Bell card. Uh, from the Indians, John Butcher. Really butchered that one. From the Padres, Andy Hawkins. From the Giants, Joel Youngblood. From the Phillies, Steve Bedrosian. What the fuck? That's a weird name. From the Tigers, Tom Brokens. Brokens? Tom Brokaw? No, Brokens. <laughs> the gum card is Mark Portugal. Like the country. For the Red Sox, Rob Woodward. For the St. Louis Cardinals, Jose Oquendo. Jose Oquendo. Is that what his yep. name is? Jose Oquendo. He looks like he does crack. From the Padres. Holy shit! This is a good one. Tony Gwynn? Yeah. Oh, yeah! Did you not know uh, I have a really... Is int- that a... No, it's not a rookie. I don't think it's a rookie, but... No, he was a rookie in 80... Six five four three eighty two. He was a rookie, but that's a cool card. It's perfectly centered too. Is it really? Yeah. Holy shit! It is. Uh, I just wanted because so I don't know. Gwyn had a lot of interesting stats. On forty five separate occasions, Gwyn recorded four hits in a game eleven more times than he recorded a multi strike game. Gwyn faced Greg Max one hundred and seven times in his career, more than any pitcher. And he just hammered the ball onto every. Probably the best hitter that I've ever seen. He just every time he got up, he got a hit. And never then, struck out. Hardly ever yeah. struck out. Didn't he go blind and then die later in his life? I know he's dead now. Didn't he get hit? No. In the eye? I don't know. I thought he went blind in one eye from like a glaucoma or something, and then it got both of his eyes because he was on like one of those baseball tonight shows like espn baseball tonight as a commentator or announcer yeah and then just all of a sudden suddenly he was not on anymore and then like a year later he was dead anyway good news (laughs) that could go in our bad news segment uh for the red sox steve crawford for the st louis cardinals vince coleman for the oakland a's 
Dan Javier. A manager card. The Mets' Dave Johnson. Another Padre, Carmelo Martinez. And the Angels' Terry Forster. No Barry Bonds card. But that Tony, Tony Gwynn's Quinn. a fucking yep. good one. That's going right in a plastic case in front of me right now. <laughs> I'm looking at this back card. The gum card no. is Barry Bonds. <laughs> No. Well, Wouldn't that be just our fucking luck? Uh, the reason why I was laughing is because the name of uh, the name of the back of the card that when I opened it, the name of the card, or he's a pitcher for the Orioles, and his name is Mike Bod Dicker. <laughs> Bodicker. Bod Dicker. I thought his last name was going to be Hunt. <laughs> Jim Dwyer. Is the oh wait sorry not Jim Dwyer hang on they're stuck together oh no Barry Bonds is the other one Bob Denier mm, who gives nah, a shit gives a shit all right so yeah Jim Dwyer from uh, the Orioles Billy Joe Robido from the Brewers we got a couple oh of shit what what well, I'm just saying that these are actually worth the checklist oh I've got one of those in plastic okay. too all right an All Star Los Ooh. Angeles Angels or Los Angeles Dodgers, Steve Sachs. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Darren, He's no Tony Gwynn. Darren Dalton of the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm. Uh, rookie Bruce Ruffin. <laughs> I don't know. Luis Salazar from the White Sox. Randy O'Neill of the Tigers. Dan Pasqua of the Yankees. Dennis Boyd of the Red Sox. Stuck together. Lee Getterman of the Mariners. Oral Hershiser of the Dodgers. Second Oral Hershiser card. New York Yankees, Joe Necro. Not Phil, huh? No. We do have a Phil Necro card. Yes, we do. Bruce Bernelli of the Mets and Nick Cerrone. Nick Cerrone, you're the last man. Hey, that Tony Gwynn made my day, though. Ah, I lose, and this is officially, I've thank got, God. I've got a decent piece of gum here, if that one's not good. Ugh. It's the last of the Taconis, because I see that the next time we're opening cards, it's what? <laughs> I just want to I just want to savor this last moment. <laughs> we should have kept a tally and saw what the final score and the gum score was. We might have to re-listen. <laughs> yeah, right? <clears throat> so I found, for our next set of cards, a 1991 Upper Deck NFL football with a possible Brett Favre rookie. Don't know how much it's going to be worth now, but <laughs> they don't look opened. And there's a couple uh, football hero Joe Montana cards in it. Hey, that'd be nice. So... We're going to start them next week. We'll start the NFL season of card opening next week. Yeah. So look forward to that. You got any bad news? Because I don't. I have lots of bad news. And Holy actually, shit. the last story, I actually have three stories, but the last story, um, I actually have a clip. Oh, buddy. Yeah, I went all out on this one. So, I was Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> I was looking for bad news, but every time I looked, 
it was like a horrible murder or yes. something like that. I so couldn't find anything, well, and then all of a sudden... No, nothing like a stupid criminal or anything. It was yeah. just all well, crazy this, shit. this probably would help you. So like, I did not see anything this whole week. So I decided to go on WFRV on Facebook, and holy shit, it didn't take long, and I already had two stories. Really? So this usually one... Usually <laughs> when I find one, it's from WBAY's yeah. website. They've got good shit. So this is... What is today? The 7th, right? Or the 8th? It is the 7th. Hey, here it is. The story was uh, published at 11 o'clock this morning. A man from Green Bay is facing up to 10 years in prison after allegedly stealing from his mother's... Oh, I did read Oh, from his mother who has Alzheimer's. This is fucking sad, though, at the end. I don't even want you to talk about the end part. No. According to a criminal complaint obtained by local 553-year-old William Dargon was charged with stealing his own stealing from his own mother back in 2022 of January a deputy with Brown County Sheriff's office spoke to Adult Protective Services about possible fraud it was said that the man was taking large amounts of money from his mother's bank account APS received a referral with financial concerns about the 85-year-old woman the woman reportedly had Alzheimer's and other medical issues the woman was Dargan's mother, and he was previously had medical and financial power of the attorney, but within or but that was withdrawn. Dargan accused of taking money from his mother was over some time and it totaled about eighteen thousand dollars. The money was allegedly being taken from the mother's account using PayPal and getting spent on AsianDating.com. <laughs> yeah, did you see the amount? Yeah, it was like five grand he spent on AsianDating.com. How the fuck do you spend that much? Exactly. I mean, you couldn't even spend that. Mu- I couldn't even spend that much on OnlyFans for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah. Uh, the uh, authorities spoke with the employee of the fraud department at the mother's bank. The complaint said that the bank saw charges to www.asiandating.com. Check them out sometime. <laughs> and tried to call the mother regarding the charges. Darwin. He's like fifty some years is. old too. Yeah. Uh, he answered the phone and he admitted that the charges were his. The bank employee then referred the matter to the Adult Protection Protective Services. Uh, Dargan's sister also spoke with authorities about the incident over the alleged theft. Bank statements showed that there was a down payment for Dargan's truck totaling $3,723. The auto loan payment was reportedly being paid through his mother's checking account. Yeah. And that story there because it's just yeah, it, 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 sadder it, it, from it, it's there. Sad. It's sad. They, they investigated it and fucking he was making her live in, well, in her house. He wasn't taking care of her all, at all. Yeah. And... They were basically living in like a uh, hoarder's paradise where there was nothing being cleaned and it was disgusting. And yeah, yeah, he's uh, he. They finally caught him because he they couldn't find her stimulus check that she got that he miraculously found and then deposited back in once they figured this shit out. So they figured he had uh, cashed that in himself. So yeah, what a total piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> We should have a new segment called, Hey, you're a total piece, piece of, of shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Move on to the next story. That okay. was so depressing. So anyway, uh, this one, a former teacher at Winnicott High School could be looking up to 30 plus years in prison after allegedly sending inappropriate pictures and messages to multiple high school students. Yeah, I saw this too. It was too fucking sad to... <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, a 24-year-old Brian Brown is facing four charges in relation to alleged inappropriate contact with high school students. I mean, yeah, it's gross as fuck. Isn't it fucked up? <laughs> yeah. And school officials. What's his last name? Costalek. Brian. <laughs> oh, snap. If you don't know that is, then you didn't go to school with us. Yeah. <laughs> 
We had a teacher go to prison over similar shit. Could you imagine if, if he was teaching in this day and age with Snapchat? It disappears forever, right? <laughs> he would have been in. I mean, this guy is just completely fucked up. I mean, yeah. He even offered to pay girls to come. He said, "I'll give you forty dollars if you come over." Yeah, that's just cheap. Oh. <laughs> what a cheap ass. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, and uh, get the, to the last. Story. The last story is this, and I've got a little clip, and uh, so. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, some more has uh, came out about that whole Lake Erie walleye tournament, uh, mm-hmm. the cheaters. I found a bunch of memes for that that I'll send you yeah. later because they're Well, I saw, I saw like the ones where it's like we're now serving fish tacos and they had the, the, the lead weights. The in lead it. weights. In I it. saw the other one. There was a guy, they photoshopped instead of him holding a big fish, it was just a big giant lead weight yeah. in his hands. And then there was another one. Where it was the guy, the guy who was got caught cheating, he went to McDonald's and they're like, he was standing in front of a McDonald's cashier and it was like, uh, what can I get you? And he's like, four fillet of, ch- four fillet of fish, no bun, no cheese. Because <laughs> <laughs> other than the lead weights, he had shoved uh, filleted uh, fillets of fish down these uh, walleye's throats to increase the weight. Really? What a fuck face. Yeah. So besides the lead weights to make it be like four pounds overweight, yeah. he had like bluegills and perch filleted that he shoved down the fucking throats of these things too. What uh, an idiot. But yeah, so. But apparently he was doing that for years. Yeah. So Jake Runyon and Chase Kaminsky, you know, they, you, you heard about it. Well, anyway, <clears throat> and this is courtesy of uh, the Dan Patrick show. Uh, so what happened was, is he had Mark Markey. Sounds Matt Markey. I'm sorry, Matt Markey, which is an outdoors. Mark Markey and the Funky yeah, Bunch. So Matt Markey, he is actually an editor for Outdoor Magazine, and he actually follows this tournament that they all do. Um, and uh, just take a listen. This is only a three minute clip because uh, Dan wanted to get you know more or less get some answers on it because he doesn't really follow you know fishing derbies and stuff mm-hmm. like that or tournaments. So yeah, check and listen to this right here. Matt, thanks for joining us. Explain the tournament for our audience. This particular tournament was the championship for that Lake Erie Walleye Trail circuit, and it involved um, probably 30 or 40 two-person teams. And the top prize would have been, with bonuses and all, maybe thirty to $40,000. But there's a lot of uh, other tournaments, including two major tournaments that take place uh, from the middle of October till the weekend after Thanksgiving. And in those, um, both of those have more than 400000 in total prize money with 125000 150000 going to the winner. So the, the stakes are a lot higher than, than most people would think uh, when it comes to walleye fishing. When did we know that there was uh, something up? We knew, I've been hearing it for about a year with this particular pair. Behind the scenes, guys whispering, you know, complaining and all, but nobody willing to make a formal complaint or to charge them, you know, in the public square. But there have been a lot of rumors in it. Most of them involved this particular pair. But once this tournament, uh, the first day was held, you come in, there's a way in, there's some pomp and circumstance with it all up on a stage and, and they kind of make it a, uh, you know, a PT Barnum thing. And when these fish came up, any Lake Erie walleye fisherman will know if you hand them a 25 inch fish, 
it should weigh between four and five pounds. And if you hand them a 30-inch fish, they will know within six, eight ounces what it should weigh. These two guys brought their fish up, and the tournament director, who's been doing this a long time, holds this fish up. And to him, it looks like a five-pound fish. He puts it on the scale, and it weighs seven pounds. And because of all the accusations behind the scenes associated with these two guys, he became suspicious and kind of, um, you know, inspected it a little bit more closely, felt something unusual in the belly of this fish. And then when they, he got a knife and opened it up, these two massive 12-ounce lead balls roll out of its belly. So apparently, allegedly, and all those qualifiers, um, you know, these guys had been using uh, lead weights to enhance the weight of their catch. Is this a felony? It's a felony, uh, felony fraud is what the prosecutor tells me because, like I said, it would have been thirty or forty thousand dollars that they would have won under you know these this pretext that they you know cheated and uh, bumped up the weights. But the bigger controversy now is the fact that these guys supposedly won one of the major fall tournaments last year, and that was one hundred and fifty grand. And they've won several other tournaments, and we think it's in the neighborhood of uh, with bonuses, prize money, and sponsor money, probably four hundred grand that they've won. And the whole time with these people, you know, saying that they're cheating, you know, all this going on in the background. So there's a lot more money here involved than people think, and the nature of the tournament, Dan, is what makes it so difficult to police. So imagine a pro golf tournament and the best golfers in the world go out, and it's just them and their caddy, and they play 18, and they come in, and they turn in their card, and there's nobody to say, you know, well, he didn't get a 26 on the back. You know, he didn't shoot a 29 on the front, and that's that's what happens is th- these guys go out on the lake at the at first light, and they come back eight hours later, and you have to believe, unless you monitor it more closely or inspect it, you have to believe that they went out and caught those fish. Yeah, it's not fucked up yeah well it's just like i was talking last week about the the guy who was in the ice fishing tournament he won that truck where he was like oh i'm gonna drive it like i stole it well they they did charge you with fraud so yeah i'm like they had to have given a similar charge to these assholes i don't think i think <clears throat> felony fraud is the least of your worries you've got a you've got a target on your back <clears throat> oh yeah especially in like i mean like rural wisconsin or uh yeah in rural Pennsylvania, those fuckers, they don't fuck around. No. The, if they see you out at a bar or anything, you're getting a beat down. You're probably not waking up from it, too, maybe. Yeah. I want. I would hope it's in a place that's out in the country with no cameras. I mean, you could throw <laughs> them in the middle of Lake Erie where it's got to be at least 50 to 60 feet deep. Maybe, Lake Erie? Maybe, maybe like 90. Hundreds, yeah, dude. All right. Lake Erie In the middle, yeah. Huge. It's a commercial fishing yeah. lake. Uh, my buddy goes out there perch fishing though, uh, does quite well. But yeah, I thought that story. I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, because follow he, up because that guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, and he actually had you know talking about all the other previous tournaments that they you know so they can actually go back probably and try to see if they can get them for the other uh, tournaments too. Yeah, I was I was reading the story on uh, Meat Eaters website. Um, but this guy went into way more in depth. So, yeah, that's good follow up for bad news. Yes. So I guess all that's left 
is our comedian of the week, who's Matt Bronger. I'll tell you a little story. The highest I've ever been was when I went to see Matt Bronger with my buddy Chad at Skyline Comedy Club. And it was like it was the hardest I had ever laughed. I was so high off an edible and smoked some. And like my my jaw hurt from laughing so hard, but I can't remember the set at all. I can't, I can't remember the bits he did. I know he did a bit about being like a uh, a dad, you know, one of those, he's like, I'm past my 20s and my 30s, now I'm just like, I don't have any children, but I give off that dad vibe. He's like, you know, I wear Skechers and New Balance, and yeah. <laughs> uh, I click tongs together all the time, <laughs> but, so, and I, like, I was laughing, but I couldn't move, even though I had to piss real bad, so he find it ends, the show ends, so I book it to the bathroom, which is right next to the stage. And it feels like I take like a 10 minute long piss, but I'm high as fuck, so I don't know what's going on. Anyway, I get out of the bathroom, and if you've been to Skyline, the bathroom is like right up against, the door to the men's bathroom is right next to the stage against the wall. So I come out, everybody's filing out, and you're walking against a a wall opposite of the, uh, the stage, and then there's some steps to go up to a little bar but it's not an actual bar it's just where the servers go to get the drinks to bring to your table but that's where the comedians come out when uh they're about to come on stage so i'm walking towards the back just as i get to those stairs matt bronger walks down the stairs in front of me like sort of one of those dosey dough uh or uh i'm going this way you're going that way and i just stopped and I go, I'm sorry, dude, I'm really fucking high. And he's like, well, good job. And he, walked, he went to the back to sell merch. And I was just like, I just talked to Matt Bronger. But anyway, this bit is like his closing bit off his first album called Big Dumb Animal. Uh, but he's got a new special that was just released this last weekend. It's called Doug. Apparent, I haven't listened to it yet. It's available. It's twelve bucks on moment.co. If you go out to that website, you can get his special right now for the next two weeks. That's it. That's when it's available. And then you'll probably have to wait six months before it ever comes to like Netflix or YouTube or whoever picks it up afterwards. Yeah. But if you want to listen to it now, and I recommend you do because he's a hell of a comedian, go to moment.co and search for Doug by Matt Bronger. Here's his first album closer which is a doozy hit it um i'm gonna do uh one more for you uh and let me just say thanks for fucking being here it was so awesome so awesome um uh, if i can leave you with anything it's it's don't let your imagination get the best of you right don't think one situation is going to be like the next get your heart broken don't think you can never love again Okay? If someone was rude to you of a certain race, don't hate that race. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, so what I'm talking about is I used to live in Chicago, and I didn't really like Chicago cops because I worked as a bartender, and sometimes we'd have to call the cops if someone pulled a knife or if there were too many guys fighting, we couldn't break it up. What the Irish uh, adorably call a Donnybrook, which that term is the best because it means a brawl where someone loses an eye or a leg or it's out of control. And it sounds like a pond you get married by, right? Oh, 
there was a Donnybrook. Oh, what happened? Someone got married? No, a man lost his eye and three were killed. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with your culture? Um, so, I literally, I had a cop show up. I, three, three guys pulled, pulled knives on each other. Like, three guys. I'm like, I'm not going to be the one in the middle that gets to be the stuck pig. So I call, I was like, need people with guns. I call the cop. And a cop shows up and goes, what? Like, what do you mean, what? Your job, man. I'm not ask you to make a sandwich. Arrest those guys. So... A year later, I'm in New Orleans uh, in, the, in the French Quarter with my girlfriend at a bar, and uh, it's like 2.30 in the morning. We're talking to this adorable old gay bartender, and he's just started his 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. shift. Angel, okay? So he's telling us all these stories, and this woman comes in the door, and she just, go, just doesn't even get inside the bar much. She goes, give me a drink to the whole bar, right? Like, most people go to that guy, but do you want mine? I don't know what you're... She's hammered, just fucking slaughtered drunk. And the guy, uh, the, the bartender goes, honey, um, I think you're drunk. I don't think I can serve you. And she goes, no one gets cut off in New Orleans. And he goes, think again, honey, done. Like, kind of adorable, right? Boop. And she says the worst thing ever, which was, fuck you, faggot. Right? Whole bar, all of our back muscles get tense at once. Like, damn it, this horrible woman. And the guy doesn't bat an eye. He just goes, honey, I'm going to call the cops if you don't leave. And she goes, call them. They'll come and call you a faggot, too, and pour me a drink. I'm like, that's not going to happen. Like, no goddamn way. Can you imagine cop just strolls in? Shut up, homo. Here you go, lady. No. I'll arrest him, right? So he calls the cops, and she won't leave. She's screaming. And I'm sitting there, and I'm getting tense. And I'm worried. I'm like, fuck. Like, this cop's going to show up. He's going to take her side. I couldn't have been more wrong because I didn't know that cops and bartenders in New Orleans, they all know each other because it's their life's blood, right? Is the hospitality business. They all know each other. They go to each other's barbecues and kids' birthdays. The door opens and this Andy Griffith, circa Andy Griffith TV show, <laughs> on steroids, pokes his giant Easter Island head in. looks at the bartender and goes, hey, Ron, what's the problem? Hey, everybody, how y'all? Having a good time? Like a jaunty walk? Like this indestructible, suave hulk, right? Greets everyone in the bar except the crazy lady, right? And finally goes, oh, this, this one, this one here, this the problem? Is this the problem? Like she's a wild animal, right? And Ron goes, yeah, that's her. If you could, that'd be great, Gare. And he goes, all right, young. All right, y'all have fun. Y'all have a couple more drinks. I'll see you. I'll see you over there. All right. Okay, young lady. Does the small the back, right? The safe zone. Like a little dosy do Like, here we go, young lady. Here we go. Right? She turns and swings. Like, get your hands off me. Swings at him to rake his eyes. He catches her arm. Not looking at all. <laughs> Just, boom. Still smiling. And gets her in like a southern comfortable arm bar of some kind. Like, where if, he, if we were doing, like, mixed martial arts, he got me in that, I'd be like, tap out, but I feel safe. This is nice. I'm going to sleep. Gets her in that arm bar and proceeds to give us tourist tips while she fights him. Hey, y'all had beignets? Delicious. Like a powdered donut, a little bit lighter, a little more culture to it, too. Have it at Cafe du Monde, chicken coffee? Mmm, tell you what, tell you what. 
Hey, y'all, you, where you from? Houston? That's a good town, man. All right, yeah. Hey, you had uh, etouffee? Means smothered. Delicious. Cajun, Cajun translation. Got sausage, crawfish, shrimp. Mmm, tell you what. Look, hot rice. It's good. And she's fighting him the whole fucking time. And I go, you're a superhero. Holy shit, like, are you okay with her? And he goes, her? Oh, this one here? This one? Oh, don't mind her. She's just wildcatting. Wildcatting! Holy shit! That's the best term I've ever heard for an out-of-control woman in my life. I want to be in love someday to the point where she can hurt me horribly. And a friend's like, Jesus, Bronger, I heard your wife stabbed you. And I'm like, oh, no, she's just wildcatting. It's fine. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. <clears throat> he is great. He's, he's even better in person. Well, I, any live comedy is way better. I didn't get a chance to see Brian Simpson when he was in uh, Skyline yeah. a couple weeks ago. But he's one that's on my list. He's an up-and-coming comedian, and he... He's fucking good. Like, he's good in a way that, like, Mark Norman's pretty famous now, but, like, yeah. a couple years ago when we first saw him, he was just starting to get good. As He's, like, known as a great club com comic now. You know, you've got the guys like Louis C.K. and Tom Segura, but they're doing, like, stadiums and shit. But the guys who tour comedy clubs, Brian Simpson right now might be the best club comic. So... I'm hoping he comes back either to like comedy on state or improv in Milwaukee or Skyline again. So look out for him. Soon he'll be one of our comedians of the week. Um, but I don't know if he's even got any specials out. He's just been like a guest on a lot of podcasts and a guest on like a lot of late night, like Conan O'Brien and yeah, but not even Conan. I don't think it was like uh, Colbert and Fallon. David Spade. Alrighty, that should just about wrap things up. Next week we'll uh, dive into this 1991 Upper Deck NFL box. Yes. Maybe we'll get ourselves a <laughs> as we say rookie. as we say goodbye to not getting the Barry Bonds rookie card. That sucks. I know, right? That's <clears throat> kind of like what you. I mean, we got the Bo Jackson, I guess, but we got the Bo Jackson. We got a couple Mark McGuire rookies. We got yeah. Tony Gwynn. We got those Roger Clemens cards. The, to the Tony Gwynn one was actually, that's a pretty good one to get on the last. On the very last pack. Yeah. yeah. All right. Follow us on our socials at Live from 715 on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and Live from 715 at gmail.com if you want to throw us some questions or get in contact with us or make some AI art. <laughs> Peace out till next time. Fans can stick it, brother!